Hi, I'm Rachel. And I'm Nicole. Welcome to the Movement Toward Change podcast. We are using dance as a means to cultivate community and start conversation. Today, we're honored to speak with Becca Scott. Becca received her BFA in dance from the University of Massachusetts Amherst and her certification in holistic health and nutrition from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She currently has a virtual health coaching practice and is passionate about helping individuals gain a better understanding of how to take care of themselves so they can feel their best and take care of what matters most to them. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So could you tell us um, a bit about yourself and if you had any specific experiences that led you to becoming a health coach? Yeah, sure. So um, I'm Becca. Um, I'm 25. I went to school and got my BFA in dance and lived in New York and kind of did the whole like auditioning and had an internship with Givney and did that whole thing for a little bit. Um, But kind of while I was there, realized more and more that kind of just the industry and business side of things wasn't really for me. Um, And I just kind of got more and more into health and wellness and especially being in New York, you know, that's a city that is really hard and you see so many people who kind of just put their bodies through it and don't really take care of themselves so I kind of was just like okay there has to be there has to be a better approach to this and especially for dancers like there has to be something better than just killing your body until you're burnt out so um yeah that's kind of really what inspired me to get into it and then like a lot of people you know with the whole COVID thing I moved back home and I'd heard about IAN and health coaching and was interested but when I was in New York, um, I was just so busy and also was fresh out of school and just didn't really have the finances to do it. But then it was kind of just like perfect time, perfect opportunity. So yeah, then I just went for it. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and what does a holistic health approach or approach to health and wellness mean to you? Yeah. So I think, um, You know, I think especially another reason I wanted to get into being a health coach is I think like, like a lot of women and girls and especially in the dance world, you know, I also had struggles with like disordered eating and just different things like that. Um, But even when I kind of realized like, okay, this, this isn't actually healthy, this isn't working, there has to be a better approach. Anytime I tried to find answers like on the internet or Instagram or whatever, the only thing I ever saw was like, okay, well do this other diet or do this other workout. Um, and I was like, okay, this, this isn't really helping the situation. And, um, you know, holistic health is really about not just like, you know, here's a diet, here's a workout, go do it and take care of yourself. It's really about looking at every area of your life. So like, what are your sleeping habits? What's your home environment? What are your work habits? Um, your relationships, your mindset, like spirituality, creativity, are you bringing joy into your life? Like you really start with all of those things. And especially with IAN, the um, kind of what they teach is that your primary food is like all of those things and all those areas of your life. And then your secondary food is the diet and the nutrition. Cause of course that stuff is important, but you know, if you're just following a diet and you don't have any real connection or anything to it, um, that's not really going to serve you in the long run. So yeah. That totally makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's really, yeah. I mean, really why I kind of wanted to pursue the coaching thing is because again, you know, just through my own struggles, finding kind of changing my whole approach and finally actually taking care of myself and not just, you know, being like, okay, diets, workouts, um, really just changed honestly, like every area of my life. And 
I know it was a huge shift for me. Um, and unfortunately it's something that, you know, still a lot of people kind of aren't aware of, and they still think they kind of have to go through that just like cycle of diets and do all that stuff. So I definitely want to, you know, help others kind of find this different approach and actually really learn how to take care of yourself instead of kind of just beating yourself down all the time. Right. And like you said, yeah, it's so hard not to get caught up in social media and like, you know, the Instagram diets and fats Mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah, for sure. And that's also like, again, why I think the holistic approach is so great because it's not just like, it really has you look at those things. Like I say all the time, like go through your social media and look who you're following and anyone who like any account, like whether it's like a fitness account or just like a friend of a friend, whatever it is, if there's someone that it's like you follow them and you just immediately start like comparing yourself or feeling bad or this or that, like just don't follow them. Like you don't need to see it. You don't need it. Just get out of there. But yeah. Yeah. And I think that approach of looking at your life kind of not just with what you're eating, but also are you tapping into your creativity? Are you getting enough sleep, enough water, all those things It kind of all fits together. And when we're just looking at how our diet going on this specific diet, we're kind of excluding all these other things that play into how we feel. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Like obviously what you eat is very important and nutrition and everything, but it's like, there's so much more to you and so much more to your life than just the food you're eating. So why would you only look at that one little area? Like you got to bring, bring it all in and um, look at everything. Mm. Um, Could you speak about intuitive eating and the principles behind it? Yeah. Um, So I kind of have mixed feelings about the whole kind of, cause it's kind of a new trendy thing. Um, and I don't remember what, who said this or whether I saw this exactly, but it was basically something like if we didn't live in the society that was so obsessed with diet culture, intuitive eating would just be eating. Like really, it's just like, you know, listen to your hunger cues, listen to your body. You know, if you're really craving something, like allow yourself to have it. Like there's no reason to be putting all these restrictions on you. Um, so I really like the principles behind it. And that's really kind of whatever, you know, that's what I try to help clients do too, is really just like, cause so many of us through all the diets really are just completely out of touch of like, even just our hunger signals and knowing like when we're hungry, when we're full. So, um, I think the principles behind it are great. I just think that really we need to get kind of out of this habit of like, Oh, intermittent fasting. Oh, intuitive eating. Oh, the next trend, the next diet. Like, no, just really take the time tune back into yourself, learn to listen to your body and like kind of reestablish that mind body connection too, um, is really the best way to go. So yeah, those are my, those are my thoughts and opinions on, on that one. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's like, you don't want intuitive eating to just be some trend and then something else comes along. It's like, that's the way to live. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. And, um, what steps might a dancer take to fuel themselves in a more intuitive manner? Like some things you had mentioned, like listening to hunger fullness and things like that. Yeah. Um, I talk about this a little bit, um, on my Instagram and stuff, but I think it's really, you know, a lot of times with health, I think a lot of people kind of have it ingrained in them that, okay, I'm going to eat healthy. So what do I cut out? What do I eliminate? What do I have to stop eating? Um, and they kind of immediately go to that place, but I think really, instead of going into the negative right away, look at, okay, like, what can I add in? Like, if I have a snack every day at four, like, can I add in, like, 
some veggies or some fruit or like some healthy fats? Um, you know, how can I like add in more water throughout my day? How can I add like looking at what you can add in instead of just immediately being like, okay, restrictive mindset. What do I have to cut out? Um, cause also the thing is too, is the more that you add in those healthy things, you'll start to kind of crowd out, you know, some of the things that maybe you do want to, you know, not have so much, but you don't need to immediately just go into that kind of restrictive thinking. So in what ways can we break free from diet culture? For example, if, you know, a dancer is going from this diet to the next, how can they sort of break that continuous flow? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, it definitely depends on the individual person and what they're going through. So there's not just one like quick fix answer or solution to this. Um, but I think really the way that you kind of break free of that is stop thinking, okay, what can I eat and how can I work out to change my body or maybe look a different way? And instead really listen to, okay, what can I do to make sure I feel good and I feel nourished and I feel strong? Um, you know, am I getting enough rest? Do I have energy throughout my day to get through classes and rehearsals? Um, and just really starting to focus on how you feel and not focusing so much on kind of how you look and the external sources. Like, because once you start making those changes and you start feeling good, like you'll even start to feel better about, you know, like how you look and how anything you'll feel more confident, you'll feel more comfortable in your skin because you're really truly like taking care of yourself and nourishing your body. Mm, definitely. Yeah. And kind of going off of that, how can a dancer or really any female athlete create those sustainable and healthy goals for their well-being? Um, and how do you kind of know if you're setting a positive or a detrimental goal for your health? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I think kind of, it can feel like it's a fine line sometimes, but I think again, it's really how you feel. Like, I think if you are feeling like you consistently don't have energy throughout the day, if you're moody, um, if you're constantly like fixating on food, you know, like always going and watching like cooking videos or recipes or things like that, um, that can be a sign that maybe you're over restricting and under eating and those kind of things. Um, you know, if you feel like you have a routine, if you don't stick to that routine, you feel anxious or you feel stressed, like that can be a sign. Um, yeah, I think just, again, a lot of this also comes back to bringing more awareness to everything. So really just being aware of like, okay, is what I'm, is what I'm doing actually to be healthy or is this dipping into another territory um, that really isn't healthy in the long run? Mm. And what are your thoughts on those habit trackers? I've seen a lot of people use them in like their bullet journaling or, oh, yeah. you know, printing them out where you might check off mm -hmm. like today I did mm -hmm. drink eight glasses of water or I got mm -hmm. 10 hours of sleep. Yeah. Um, I don't think like those things are inherently bad. Again, I think, it's tricky with everything because it really does depend on the person because one person could be using that and it's just, you know, especially if you're like have a busy schedule or if you struggled with consistency or whatever. Um, I think those can be really great tools, but I think if you are someone who has a past of obsession or restriction or kind of going to those unhealthy territories, then I would say, okay, no, like, no, we just need to, you know, induce more freedom, like find ways to, kind of just tune back into our body. Um, so yeah, I think it really depends on the person. Again, I think they can be 
a great tool. If you're someone who's really like, I, you know, I'm really struggling with consistency and like really sticking to these healthy habits that I want to build. Um, but again, it just comes back to awareness too, and being aware of, okay, is this actually something that's doing me good or is this doing me harm? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I feel like the same might also go for any sort of, um, smart watch or fitness watch for some people that can be like a great motivator. Oh, I'm going to get my 10,000 steps. And for some people it can kind of become an obsession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think too, like with these things where it's like, Oh, I have to get it, you know, get my steps in or do this or that. And it's like, okay, do you actually feel good when you get these steps in? Or is this just like something that it's kind of just like, Oh, well, this is just a goal I can tick off. And then it like makes me feel good. But really it's like, no, actually you'd probably benefit from not going out for another walk and staying in and resting and relaxing. Um, yeah, again, I think every, everything's tricky because it really, I keep saying this, but it really does just depend. But um, yeah, again, I think it just all really keeps coming back to the awareness thing and just knowing, okay, is does this actually make me feel good? Like, do I have energy? Do I feel strong? Um, you know, do I not feel groggy or sleepy? Like, do I feel focused? Or is this just like, no, I'm just burning myself out. Um, how can we create a schedule that allows for adequate sleep and rest days? Yeah. Um, you know, I think this one is really, especially if you're kind of in the whole New York scene and, um, world, this one can be very tricky. Cause I think there is definitely pressure not even just in New York, but in our larger society to like always be doing something that's productive, especially like I think our generations now, there's always pressure that like any hobby you have or something like turn it into a business, like turn it into a side hustle. Like how can you make money? Um, And I think just really being like, you know what? No, like I don't need, I don't need another side hustle. I don't need another business. This can just be something I enjoy um, or whatever it is. And I also think yeah, really making it a priority, like putting it into your schedule that even if you can't do a full day, even if it's like an hour or two hours once a week, um, but like schedule, like making the time to rest and to relax. Because if you say like, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take a day off or whatever. I think it's easy to kind of just like, then that day comes and you're like, well, but I have the free time. I could, you know, go to this other thing or whatever. Um, so really just like putting it in your schedule, writing it down, whatever you got to do and being like, no, this is my time to rest. I'm taking the time, turning off the phone, shutting the laptop, whatever you got to do. And I'm just taking this time to rest and recover. Mm-hmm. And, um, what are some of the benefits, um, to taking a rest day or including it in our schedule? Yeah. Um, I mean, oh gosh, there's so many benefits. (laughs) Like I think, especially in dance too, like there's all this, and I know I I still struggle with taking time off and taking rest days. Um, You know, it's like, you think that the more you work or the harder you work is going to be better, which like, yes, of course work hard. But the thing is that when you're working hard and especially when you're like, when it comes to dance or any kind of like strength training or anything like that, you're breaking down all your muscles and where the strength comes from is in the recovery as they build themselves back up. So yeah, just really, you really need rest. Like I know it can feel like counterintuitive sometimes, but, um, I know, especially personally, like the more that I really made a commitment to including more rest days, it's like my improvements and strength and just in like 
how I feel overall and in my energy levels was huge. Um, so yeah, definitely important. Do not, do not skip your rest days. Do not underestimate them. Like they matter. They're important. Make sure you get those in. Um, kind of switching gears a little bit. Um, in addition to fueling properly and taking rest days, we know that hydration is also very important. Mm -hmm. So how do you suggest a dancer remains hydrated throughout their day, especially if they have several classes back to back or rehearsals? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually another one that I've done a couple, a couple of posts on and like how to, you know, get your water in and get your eight classes in. Um, I think another thing, and this is something I work with, with clients is, you know, I think when it comes to healthy habits, like, okay, drinking your water or whatever, sometimes it can feel like, oh, I just have this like laundry list of things and I got to check them off and whatever. Um, and finding ways that they kind of can just become like interwoven throughout your day. So I always say like, when you wake up in the morning, before you reach for the coffee, before anything, have one glass, if not two glasses of water, like before you do anything else, like put it by your bedside if you have to. So that even if you don't drink any water the rest of the day, like you at least got some in. Um, and then another one, especially for dancers, I know I was this way. Anytime you have a coffee throughout the day, have a glass of water. So if you're having an iced coffee in the afternoon, have a glass of water with it. Like it just makes it an easy way to always, you know, get those extra glasses in. Um, and then another great one too is before or after meals, um, have a glass too. Um, because especially for digestion, it's actually better to have water in between meals versus eating them with your food. So if just, you know, you're about to have dinner or if you're like going and grabbing lunch out, whatever, um, just fill up your water bottle, like water bottle, you know, have a glass or two. Um, and that was my other one. Oh, and then also just like hydrating foods. I feel like sometimes we forget about that one, like cucumbers, especially now that summer, like watermelon, so delicious, like have some watermelon in the morning. Like those are also, um, other really good ways to, you know, get some extra water and extra hydration in. Mm -hmm. Um, what specific self-care practices would you recommend for dancers? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I would say a big one that I really love and love to kind of just recommend to all my clients, um, is making time for, to like sit down and write and whether it's, and it can be, you know, as simple, it can be as simple as you set a timer for five minutes in the morning or at the end of your day. And you just, you know, kind of like we used to do these in school where you just do like a free write and you don't pick up your pen, um, you know, until the timer goes off. Um, and then if you, you know, want to get more into it, doing things like journaling, one of my favorite prompts is sitting down. You can do it once a week. You can do it once a month, whatever it is, but I recommend everyone do this, sit down and write down what's serving me. And then write down what's no longer serving me. So yeah, really looking at those two things, it sounds like it's so simple, but when you start doing that consistently, that's also a really good way, especially um, what we were talking about, about just like, you know, holistic health and tuning back into yourself. Like that's a great way to do it. Like taking time to sit down, write out your thoughts, reflect, write down your goals. Um, that's a huge one. And I think especially for dancers, because especially the dance world now, you know, I think there's not, there's not just one kind of clear career path. Like you can do so many things with it. So I think the more that you can have clarity about the things that you want really like makes a huge difference. So, yeah. Definitely. That's a good idea for a prompt too. I know a lot of people want to start journaling or just kind of writing and they yeah. get you have no idea what to write about or how to go about yeah. it. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Yeah. You can either do, you know, what, 
what's no longer serving me and what's serving me. Or you can also frame it as what do I want to release and what do I want to bring in? Those are always my, like, if I'm trying to journal and I'm like kind of stuck, I always go back to those. They're great. Mm, I want to try that. That's Yeah. It's, it's honestly like, I swear, even if you just do it like once a month, it really, it's really amazing. Yeah. So you try to do that every week. I do. I do it once a month. Usually I try to do it more frequently, but honestly, I'm again, personally, I'm someone who like struggles with like taking the time to sit down and slow down and reflect. Like I really have to, again, like schedule it in. So, um, I've been doing whenever it's a full moon. So like I just did it last night, like whenever it's a full moon or a new month, that's when I sit down and I take like, yeah, maybe like 30 to 45 minutes and really just like get in there and write it all out. Um, so yeah, moving on to our final question, Mm -hmm. what would be your number one piece of advice for the movement toward change dance community? Hmm. Probably my number one piece of advice. Honestly, probably my number one piece of advice would be to go through your social media and look at who you're following and clear out any, especially all those like fitness and diet accounts. Like, I think they're really great. And especially like, I know I'm speaking as someone who's on Instagram all the time. Um, but I think it's just, it can be so easy, especially when you're a dancer and you're already like comparing yourself to others all the time, then to also be on your phone all the time and be like looking at all these other things. Like, unless it's something that you're actually like getting a benefit from and learning something from, um, just don't follow those. And really just, it also comes to like the music you listen to, the podcasts you listen to, the TV shows you watch, like the YouTube videos you watch, just bring more awareness into the information that you're taking in and anything that puts you in a negative mindset or, you know, starts to bring you down. Um, yeah, just cut, cut those things off. You don't need them. Like find, find other sources to listen to and stuff, but yeah. Mm. That's very good advice, especially as we're all on our screens and consuming more Uh, and more lately. Yeah. Because it can be so easy, you know, to just start kind of like mindlessly scrolling and doing things, but yeah, even something as simple as like the music you listen to too. Like, I think, you know, if you've had like a bad day, and then you start listening to really like, you know, Lana Del Rey or like really getting up in your feels with like the sad music. Um, that's not going to make you feel better. <laughs> so just, yeah, just being more aware. Cause it is easy. Again, we're all like in front of screens all the time and like have headphones and just bringing more awareness to that can, can really help. Mm. Awesome. Well, this was wonderful. Thank you. So oh, much. thank you so much. Yeah. It was great to talk to you guys. Yes. Um, if you have further questions for Becca or would like to work with her individually, you can follow her on Instagram at Coaching with Bex or on her website at thisisbeccascott.com. And we will also put all this information in the show notes.